got that cup of delicious Baker's Kitchen coffee sitting in that cup of yours, and you are ready to rock and roll this morning. It's Friday morning at 8 a.m. That means it's time for the one and only City Talk with Lee Bettis and Sabrina Bengal. Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengal and Lee Bettis. And hello, Newbert. It is Friday once again. I swear every other day is Friday here lately. And it's time. It's COVID. It's and all then, Friday, it's, all the it time. Is time for well, hold on. Can I, can I just take umbrage? Did you hear the way he introduced us earlier? It was like the midnight jazz station. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning. How about a little He's more? It's a peppy. Talking. We're not supposed to say it's morning, so, but have a little It's not supposed talking. to be peppy. Talking. Well, you know? hello, everybody, and welcome to City Talk. You are live this morning with Lee. Live. Well, the, you are live today. Live. If you're listening Lee to this, it means you're Lee alive. And Sabrina, and uh, we are ready to talk New Bern. Uh, I'm not. Got a, I've got a lot a lot to say today. No. I've had several people. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. Gosh, I've had a lot news of News alert. Sabrina's got something to say. Quit. He just turns me off, though. So uh, you, uh, I've had several people reach out. By the out way, to that me. is beautiful orange. It's autumnal. Yeah, I just decided that I should be a little pumpkin today. It's good <laughs> it's, it, well, you know, it's getting you to are the end of autumn. summer. We, you know, no, at the end of the summer, bright colors. You know, I want to get into it because you know Labor Day can't wear white after Labor Day. Yeah, I would never do that. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be offensive. Hey, but did you feel last night the um the, the the stars were all out. It got a little bit dry and there was actually a coolness in the air portending autumn. Those good portending Eastern autumn, Carolina okay. cool nights. Yeah, so. no, it was great. By the way, it was just great. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off your rant. Sabrina's got a lot to say today. No, no, I'm She's not, got a lot to say, I'm and so not, do I. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, it, lots to talk about today, lots going on in the community. Um, so all the people where I don't see anybody on my feed yet, so I don't know nope. who's Bill. on there yet. It looks like Wake up, Newburn. Yeah, wake up, Newburn. Where is everybody? Uh, let me make sure. I'm pretty sure we're up. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're over at Baker's Kitchen. <laughs> Makes sense. <coughs> hey, but uh, so, you know, wanted to kind of get in a lot of different discussions today. Again, I've had a few people reach out on things that are happening. You know, we're still in feels like day 500 of COVID shutdown. Um, it was interesting. I had a um, discussion with somebody yesterday and, you know, we talked about the fact that when this all happened mid-March, you know, the shutdown, everybody was like, OK, look, you know, two weeks we really need to do. We don't have an issue. Two weeks we can shut down and kind of get things, you know, rocking and rolling and, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, two Little weeks did we know. Little yeah, there are people know. in there. There's businnesses that are still not open. So you figure April, May, or June, we're July, open, we're we almost close in again. August, five plus months and they're still not open. I mean, this has just become almost... You know, unbelievable, to be honest. Hold on. But one, I mean, on a, on a bright note, I was walking down to get breakfast this morning. By the way, you need to start opening at 7 again so I can well, have breakfast. Talk to Buddy Bangle. I agree. But Buddy you know. Bangle, get your butt out of bed. <laughs> open that place up at 7 so I can have delicious butter syrup uh, before my show. So, wait. Speaking of butter syrup, there was, and I want to say this to, to Sabrina because you'll love this, and Buddy will probably love this. There was a dude walking down Middle Street yesterday drinking the bottle of butter syrup from God, the I bottle. I wish you would have gotten that picture. I, I didn't have my phone in my pocket, but he was sitting, he was just 
just Hold walking on. around chugging it. I was like, oh my goodness. Hold on. Was We've his name that. was his name Otis? Because that wasn't butter syrup. No. <laughs> it might have been Otis, but I'm not sure. Pretty sure. Buddy Bangle, get that place open. <laughs> but uh, no, the across the street, um, is there a new donut shop or there something? There is a fabulous donut uh, shop. It's an apothecary look, thing. Me, yeah, let me let me give Give me the story of that. Let me give you the like the biggest shout out to two people. And first of all, it's the business owner, and her name is Leanne McDaniel Sullivan, and she just rocks my world. I just love her dearly. And um, she has Folks Journal, and she turned this into the Folks Apothecary. The Folks Foundation Apothecary, yep. Yeah, and what she's done is she's got this awesome donut machine, so you come in, you order donuts, and they make them fresh. It's not like they make them and put them in a case. They're made to order. Custom made donuts. Right, and they, they put toppings on them and this and the other. The other day I went in there and got a cup of coffee and a donut, and I just wanted it plain. Because I did it was so it was crispy on the outside and really fluffy on oh my like god. Like Nana used to make Oh my god, it was just And hot. Oh yeah, and hot. It was just incredible. And so she's got, you know, like um, local uh, North Carolina products in there that you can buy on the shelf. And then on the second floor, but they can't open yet. They're they're actually going to have, um, I guess, a place where you can sit and have cocktails and alcoholic beverages, almost like a bar setting, but a little more upscale. And then what they're going to do with the donuts is they're going to have what's called drunken donuts. So you could take your favorite liqueur alcohol and they'll um, infuse it into the donut yeah and they'll fill it in the donut. So they'll make like filled donuts. So it it's called martini filled donut. Yeah, right, I'll be, be I'll be right back. Awesome. Are they open? Yeah, they're open. Yeah, not for that yet. It may but, not be. Um, no, but I mean that—that that is, you know, you. I'm walking down the street and I see that place, and it's like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, so a business so owner had the courage to go. Hey, let me double down. She's I'm been opening working a on this a long time. So the second person to shout out that's part of this thing is a gentleman named Dr. John Long, and he is the owner of the building. And and let me tell you something. He has meticulously restored that building. What was there before? Um. It used to be Vashti, the little clothing store. Oh, okay. In the front, and then um, it was apartment in the back. But he has taken it and lovingly restored the original tin ceilings in there and all the woodwork and uh, the flooring. It's utterly amazing in there. I, I mean, every little detail has not been spared. It is beautiful. If you don't do anything, don't get don't just walk in there and see how beautiful this is. And it's called is. Folks Apothecary. Apothecary, but it's the donut shop right now. That's it's all a, that matters. Get, get down here, Newburn. <laughs> get Newburn, get downtown. There's a lot going on. That's a uh, So it, and you know, um and I do want to shout out to everybody who's on with us our our great great friend uh, Matt Knight ALE just always Good morning Matt to, Knight. To, to join By the us. way, Matt Knight is one honorable um, Oh my goodness. F- he's a friend of the community. He's, he's a friend a, to a friend to a friend is he, what he, he is. You know when they say that if there's that person you can call at 2 in the morning. Matt, Matt. Knight is the person that Newburn, you know, um, calls at 2 in the morning and I know from He's just a wonderful man. Yeah, Thank he you, really Matt. is. The hero and, we and all need. shout out to all the rest of our listeners. I'm so glad my sister is tuning in from New York. Hopefully, my dad, unfortunately, is not feeling well again, so he's back in the hospital. Oh, no. And hopefully, they'll get him straight, and he can come home soon. So um, I, to- I called him last night in great spirits, and um, he said, I'm going to catch the show. So <laughs> I said, okay, Daddy. We're you officially do that. interstate. Good morning, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so that that is, that is good. So hey, hold on, Diane but... wants a Jim Bean Boston cream or tiramisu donut with rum, cannoli with ouzo. Oh. I mean, Diane, you, you speak my language. Uh, Matt said he's not paying for these comments. I know you're not. Matt. Checks in the mail, Matt. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> hey, and uh, 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 God, what, I, what? Oh, I wanted to. Th- is that me? Yeah, it is. Chris Orman, hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> oh Lord. Go ahead. Okay, so anyway, we are we we are rocking the world today and thankful for everybody coming on there. And we've got several topics to talk about. You know, again, I, I talked about Leanne and the great job she did in opening up a business because um, it is these are very trying times. And they're and they're trying times for all of our businesses. You know, all of our businesses are really um, on the edge. You know, the restaurants can only operate at 50% capacity. We're, even at 50%, we're not getting the same amount of people coming out. And we get that. It, it, it doesn't matter. We're all doing the best we can. People are working extra hard. The business owners, they're doing everything to keep their places Hold clean. on. Here we have a business owner right now singing about it. Don't try me because I'm close to the edge. Okay. I'm trying okay. not okay. to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. Singing. Sorry. So, so, you know, it, it it's a struggle out there. And It's like a jungle. You know, I always refer to downtown as, as a family because we are. And we all support, you know, as strong as downtown is, that's how weak we can be if we don't support one another. And we usually try to rally around those that are having a rough time or whatever and try to support them. So lately, what I've been seeing is a lot of hate going on in this community, and I've, I've had enough. So I've, I've, I've had enough, and, and I've just been trying to stay in the background. I don't, I don't like to confront people. I don't like to, mm. to say much. I Do just I get try to, to go about people? my business, but it's really getting difficult. And so, you know... He's not called yet, but he um, you know, You know what's interesting is that um, I see these signs all over Newburn that says, hate has no place here. Have you seen all those signs that people have? I don't get cars? out very much. So I need one of those that. signs. But yet, some of the people that have that are the very people that I feel like hate on other people. And I don't understand it. So let me let me explain. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Put your seatbelts on. Rouse the neighbors. Wake the kids. So lately Hold on. Let me get this close up. Lately Make sure on that it's Facebook, all... I've been can seeing you, a lot of Can you pan even, even closer? <laughs> yeah. you got to so, get her facial expressions. So, <laughs> lately on Facebook, I've been seeing a lot of people bashing the restaurants downtown or businesses saying, I went downtown and nobody's wearing masks and I went into this business and they're not wearing masks. Don't go there. Don't do business with them. I want everybody to know this is who's not wearing masks. This is who's wearing masks and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I I looked at it and I looked at it and it's like some people started to respond and and a, a, a business owner responded and said, hey, come on, I'm I'm doing everything I can. You don't know the situation. And, you know, get out there. So then somebody decided to attack me and say that, you know, I was not a leader because they're watching me. Give me their names. They're watching me. No, I will take them to the YMCA pool. They are watching me at the Board of Aldermen meetings without my, you know, I don't have a mask. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I had it. So I just decided that I've had it. And what I'm trying to say this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm begging you. I am begging you to stop this back and forth. This is our community. This is our town. Many of you decided to buy in Newburn, settle in Newburn, spend the rest of your life in Newburn. 
because of the wonderful people that we have here and because it's just such a kind and loving and giving place. Yet we are participating and bashing one another right now and saying, don't go here and don't go there and they're not doing this and they're not doing that. And, you know, I am wearing my mask. I'm not. You don't know people's situations. You ain't know me. Come on. And so let's not. Let's. These are the very businesses that you decided that made Newburn what it is to come here. So why would you why would you bash them and because you know it has the very real chance of that business going away if you're going to do that it could mean that they get no business and they end up closing and then what do we want empty storefronts we don't what we do want is for people to work together if you feel uncomfortable if you walk into a restaurant if you walk into a shop if you're going down along the streets downtown and you don't feel comfortable, Don't please don't come out. We do not want to put you at risk. We don't want to do that. But there's other people who have to work that need to do what they, they have to do. And we should just respect that and leave it alone. Just respect each other's point of view, decisions that they make in their business. If you do not want to support that decision, do not support it. There's lots of people that don't like to go to Walmart because they don't like to go to Walmart. I don't like to be frisked at the end we, of it. We shouldn't bash Walmart. I mean, because there's a lot of people that that's their store. They love it and want to go there. I don't want Walmart to close. I don't want Mitchell's to close. I don't want Raddy's to close. All of them are important to who we are as a city. And we need to stop this. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm begging and I'm pleading with the citizens of Newburn to stop. Just stop. If you want to do business with somebody, do business. If you don't want to do business, don't do business. And stop being a mask hole. No, I don't. You know, <laughs> that you was don't a, a know. Word. You don't know people's personal situations. You <clears throat> don't know. You ain't so know I'm going to give you an example of something that somebody I know about. A young woman many years ago was brutally raped. And what happened was they put a covering over her face while they were raping her. Therefore, she has such anxiety and such fear that the thought of putting something on her face puts her into a tailspin. So she does not wear a mask. So does that mean you're going to chastise and do something to that person? Does she have to walk around and say, I've been raped, that's why I don't wear a mask? No, no. Come on, everybody, get a life. But that is her personal situation. She does not need to go out and shout that to the world. So, you know, we've just got to stop this. And if you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel safe, I get it. Don't go there. I don't feel comfortable going into very, very large shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder groups. But that doesn't mean, and when I'm at City Hall, the reason I'm not wearing a mask at City Hall is because I'm there to do business. I'm there to speak. If I have to off, on, off, on, it's ridiculous. I'm touching my face and endangering myself more than I, I'm not endangering myself. I'm six feet apart. I'm going to do the best that I can do. And that's it. But I'm asking you to please stop this. I'm going on a campaign to protect businesses and people who need these jobs. Stop it. <laughs> and I, I, I want everybody to be respectful of our wonderful merchants, whether you agree or disagree. Just like 
right now, whether you agree with the Republicans or you agree with the Democrats or you don't agree with either one of them, that's okay. And I respect your right, but don't stop my world or your, I don't want to stop your world because we don't agree. And I just, you know, we talk, talk about, you know, lift each other up. And if you don't want to lift somebody up, that's fine. But to continue to bash, there, it, the article started about some of the restaurants, and I believe there was 100 comments on there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. So what are you doing? You're, you're in essence, trying to shut down a business because it isn't your opinion. And that's not fair. That is not fair to anybody or anything. And, you know, I just think we just need to take a step step back. If you are scared, if you are frightened, if this COVID thing has put you into a tailspin, I am so sorry and I respect that you are afraid. But don't impose that on other people who are not afraid and, and have chosen the path to live their life as they want to live it. And I, I just, this is getting all too much. I mean, I think we were able to, you know, do it for a month or two or whatever. But, you know, we're five plus months into this now, and enough is enough. This is Newburn, and it is probably one of the most special communities I've ever been in, been around. I go, I travel a lot, I'm across the state, and every time I say I'm from Newburn, they go, God, what a great town. I met the nicest people there. And we are, we are wonderful people. We've got so many extraordinary people that live in this community. Of all ages, races, sexes, we got it all. And I'm so glad we have a diverse community. And I just I just want everybody to support what we do, whether you agree or don't agree, but just don't bash it. It does nobody any good to bash anybody or anything. Let's just let's just try to move forward. So that's my rant for this week. I, I will be ranting this again at the Board of Aldermen meeting. We have a meeting Tuesday night, and under my comments, I will say this again, because please tell your friends, tell your family to stop it. I'm begging you, stop it. And we don't have to call out people. We don't have to call out businesses to try to destroy them because now, they disagree with, I've with got your a, I've got a question. It might, might not be a relevant one, Charles Vermeer. Thank you, Rob Jones. May not, may not be the greatest one. The people who are out here talking about not patronizing these businesses and doing all this other stuff, I would love to know more about them, right? Where are their children? Where are their, where are their jobs? What do they do for a living? How are they feeding their families at this point in time? They're, they're bashing business owners that are not only trying to feed themselves, but they're also trying to make a path for their employees so these employees can actually feed themselves. So there's multiple families hanging in the balance. And then you got these these people <laughs> out here with their opinions about masks and so on and so forth. Me, personally, last time I was in an environment where everybody was wearing a mask, they tried to kill me. So it kind of makes Were they white masks? Of, they were black, brown, blue, <laughs> green in some cases. So, you so know. It, it goes to my point of saying everybody has their own individual experience and you know, and then there's some people who have asthma and these other issues. It's okay, but if, you know, again, you know, calling out people and saying, well, I saw them and they didn't wear a mask is really not essential to what's going on. Let's get together and let's try to get through a bad situation with the support and kindness of each other. And, you know, if I, I believe 
that all of our businesses, and I've gone into them, are doing the best they can and, you know, sanitizing and doing all the things that we're supposed to do. And, you know, that's fine. But please, you know, personal preferences are personal preferences. I mean, we... It, it, Sabrina, it goes. It goes. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. But no, I, I just feel it's important I, that we needed to talk about this this morning. I appreciate all the comments from people, and I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying that, but respect those who don't have made the choice not to wear them. That's all I'm saying. Just respect that. And if you don't want to be around them, and you don't want to be any place where you don't feel 100 percent of people are stay masked, home. Then stay home, and do not do that. Um, I just, you know, and, and if somebody, if you go into Wait. a shop and they say, sorry, you have to wear a mask to come in my shop, you make the decision to go in there or not. That's your decision. You know, I had to fly home to New York. Um, and as soon as I got in the airport, they said, sorry, you can't come in here. You can't get on the plane unless you have a mask on. So I complied because I had to do, I had to get there. Now, it was my choice to turn around and walk away. Could have gotten in the car and driven to New York. I just couldn't do that. So, uh, again, you know, people make decisions on what is best for them, their family, whatever. And I'm going to roll this now to the next kind of topic is, is the schools. It was an unmitigated fiasco. Let me let me tell you. So, so let me, this, let me tell this you. whole week has just been, and I've had several people wanting to talk about that, and we got to get a life here. It was, it, was an, <laughs> it was an unmitigated fiasco. Monday morning... Everybody's going to start virtual schools across the state. Uh, Kelly and I had a six-year-old going to going to um, uh, public schools. They have these little purple computers. You get on there. Um, they can't go to school, so he was at a great place called ATA over on News Boulevard. They are doing virtual schools. They'll do everything for you. We we brought him over there, gave him his little laptop. All right, all good because we're not teaching a kid. It's just we're, we're running yeah. the Bettis Law Firm. We can't do it. We get well, a call. Bettis Law Firm. The better, yeah, there you go. Bettis Law Firm. But we, uh, we, we get a call. Can't log on. Can't log on. Can't do any classes. Well, it turns out nobody could log on yeah. because the system crashed statewide. It's like, hey, guys, if you're telling everybody to log on at 830 statewide, couldn't you have presupposed the fact that uh, it was going to crash? No. That went on all day Monday. All day Tuesday, no pro you know, problems, problems, problems. I think by... Well, Monday afternoon, we just said, forget it. There are places that actually want to work. There are places that actually... And here's the difference. Private sector, where you have to work and you're not getting... You're not uh, sucking at the teat of big, of big government and taxpayers' dollars. Guess what? Private people like the ATA, private people like Epiphany, private schools like um, like St. Saint, Saint Paul's. These people, these schools are open. They have kids there. They are taking every precaution but they have to work for their dollars. They're not sitting back going, the government's going to pay us no matter what. It was an embarrassment. It was a disgrace. And quite frankly, um, the kids are getting hurt. Enough of this crapola. Enough of this crapola. If the private sector can do it, public sector, get in there and figure it out because you're hurting a generation of kids. Maybe it's time for the public sector to stop doing it. Yeah, well, maybe it's the time for the pu well, I got to tell you, they did it. They did it. Concerns me. Not everybody can. You know, people can't afford to pay for private school. Can we like, afford? Well, can I, we afford kids? Well, wait a minute. Wait, can wait, we wait, afford wait, kids wait, wait, wait. backsliding? Can we afford Hold kids on. backsliding and not learning how to read? Not learning socialization. Everybody's I paying. But, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue from the other side of the fence. Look, I I 
I did the public school thing growing up because I happened to live in a community where they were superior public schools, okay? Uh, but my children went, you know, Buddy Becky went to Catholic school until the eighth that grade. That explains so much about Buddy. I'm yeah, a product that's of the, why Buddy's the way I'm he's, a product the of the nuns, Catholic the school, nuns too. beat the living daylights out of You know, there is now a 100% less nun beating in the school because yeah. I was... No more paddling. I mean, I got. I was in the principal's office, Mr. Wisner, getting paddled once a week. School beatings have but, been reduced you know, to none. Then, you know, buddy, buddy, buddy graduated from Newburn High School. Becky had a year there and then went on to private school. Again, this is called parent choice. What's right for the parent, what's right for the child. But with that being said, not every parent has the ability to choose like that. And they have to take what is there. But here's the thing now, right? That doesn't mean it should be less than standard. Well, that doesn't mean the, less the than excellent. Now, I'm sorry. It's I a smorgasbord of crap. That's what I saw. It was you're choosing what? You have to do what the government says. You have to have your kid in school. And then the the it just crashed. It was a ridiculous plan. Every, it goes back to what you're talking about, the masks. The virtual platform thing we can figure out. This is, this is a, a speed bump. Right. This is this is something that is going to be growing pains. But what it's opening the door for is that education imbalance, that school choice where you have to have the money to go to this good school no longer exists in virtual schooling. Now we have zero excuse to give the same quality education to as many people that can get access to it. And last I checked, there's this is the school board and somebody else is now bringing is partnering up with someone to bring infrastructure or new internet services out here. I thought I saw Jeffrey Odom post something about that. Everybody's moving in the direction of enhancing this online digital schooling so that people can get better access to it. That's the point. We have well, to grow with it. I, I agree. And then you got people in the western part of the state that have no access to internet. It's so bad out there they can't get internet. We access. can fix that. Well, It'll I, cost us but, less than building new schools. Well, and, and, well, I, and, I, I, and I, I hear you and I understand, but, but let's, let, let's get to, to the meat of this, all this mess that's going on with school. And people have varying opinions. And I say back to them, respect respect people's opinions and leave it at that. If people who love the public Pam schools, Jenkins. I mean, the public school teachers, you know, there's teachers, I guess, that feel afraid and they don't want to go in the classrooms because they're concerned and that's why they did the nine weeks. Teachers saying, I can't go back to school. I have My mom friends. was a teacher Whatever for 43 is, years, but that's a load of crap. Whatever it is, let's just respect that teacher. So we're going to tear apart the Craven County school system because it's good for some and not good for others. We can't do that. Just like we can't do that with job. But I, you know, I happen to be of the opinion kids need to be in school. I'm so glad my granddaughter's at Epiphany. She went back to school this week and she's like a, a changed child because she was around friends and her peers and you could just see the happiness come back to her face. You know, they have to go through procedures and, and do all that. I get it. But there's people that don't may not have that option. So we need to advocate for them and, and help them. But there's situations going on and you know Governor I'm, Cooper I'm needs really, to, I'm really Governor Cooper concerned. needs to let our school boards decide on their own. We need to get our teachers back in the classes. If you don't want to be back in a classroom, we know we can make it safe. How do we know we can make it safe? Because Hundreds of private just, entities are doing it right now, and it's safe. I don't understand how daycares get your butt back in this classroom or find operate, another job. How daycares operate with because children. they're they're operating for profit. You know they can operate mm. and say they, it one more time, Lee, for the people in the back who didn't hear that. Because they are operating for profit. My mom was a public school teacher for forty three years. She cared about the children. Look, if you're afraid to go back in a classroom, teacher. 
get another job. But the fact of the matter is your job is to teach. The system of America is based on public education. Not everybody can have a private education. Got it. If we can't teach our kids, we cannot perform one of the basic functions of this society. Either get back in the class or go find another job. It's safe for the private sector. It's safe for the public sector. That's it. Well, I, you know, and, and I, I think, again, you, Enough don't, of the nonsense. you don't know people's personal situations. I don't give a crap about their personal situations. Well, I have I know to respect about, that. I know but about, I think... I what I think should happen is I think the school should open in person. If a teacher yeah, does not should. feel comfortable, the, they find should find another have, job. No, they should have the option to say, "I don't feel comfortable." Go get another job. You know, I'm going to part stay of home, the job. But then, of, then the then the school's going to have to deal with how they replace. Let's it let's just go back to Little House on the Prairie. Here's a schoolhouse, <laughs> a schoolhouse okay, without Cheryl, a I need more coffee a schoolhouse <laughs> without a teacher in it is an empty room. Now. Teachers go to classrooms and they teach. Have we forgotten this? If you don't, if you don't want to go into a classroom and teach kids, then you are not being a teacher, and you need to go find some other job, perhaps a monk or someplace else where you don't have to be around people. The private sector is doing this. Get your little butts back in the classroom. Start teaching, or. or we as a society are going to lose generations of kids, and and that it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And I think my mom, my there's a, too much whining, too much crying, too much wham wham wham. I know teachers don't get paid. I know teachers don't get paid. Oh, mercy. I, I know teachers don't get paid enough because my mom never got paid enough, and she took her check, and she a lot of it went right back into the schools. And I have the utmost respect for school teachers. I absolutely do. But stop your whining. Either you're a teacher and you want to teach or go find something else to do. And we have really so many wonderful teachers out we there. We do. Look, my, my, my two sisters. But they're being hampered by were, Governor were Cooper teachers. telling them they can't. It's well, Governor Cooper. Well, whoever it is. It's Governor it's just, Cooper. He's we the need one to get back in the classroom. And then the, the other issue that's come up this week is that I guess Craven County Schools is partnering with or trying to partner with the YMCA to have a, a, a school day camp where your kids can go there from, I think it's 8 to 6 or 7 to 6. I'm not sure. I have no problem is. with that. Public-private partnerships. Okay, yes, no, but the problem is, is that it costs $125 a week. Who's got that kind of money? Well, how the about this? Is. I mean, it's ridiculous. How about this? All the money you're saving by not having to heat and cool schools uh, and, and the, the physical plants. Craven County Schools. That. You reallocate your resources to public-private partnerships. That. Yeah. That is exactly how we fix the problem, right, right there. The and public schools are no longer having to fund the facilities. We flip that around, and we pay for them still, and we put our kids back in school in different ways. We have the money. We have the resources. We just got to reallocate. And get a teacher. A teacher wants to, you know, Craven County, you're paying a teacher. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's a teacher out there who's sick of sitting around doing this virtual crap. She wants to be or he wants to be in a classroom. Take that kid. Take that teacher, send her over to the Y. So Rob Public Jones, or send her over to ATA, or send her to one, any of these various places where teachers can teach. If Governor Cooper won't allow us to open our schools, fine. Well, Rob Jones is in the comments. He says, "Doctors, you used to ask how much screen time our kids have, and asked parents to limit that screen time to two hours or less." Now we expect our kids to be in front of a screen eight plus hours a day. Uh, and and while your parents are working, while your parents are well, working, I guess it depends what's on the screen. Yeah, well, I know what would have been on the screen if I was a fourteen-year-old boy. It wouldn't have been schoolwork. 
Um, but our parents are working. We're not going to sit there and monitor. You're asking us who pay taxes to sit there and do the job of the government. What? Who's, who's going to pay the bills? Who's going who's gonna to work? Now, we've got a positive from Nicholas, who I think is new in our comment section. Hi, Nicholas. Nicholas, yeah. long-time watcher, first-time commenter. He says, the WISE program is amazing. I've seen my Always niece been smiling a lot more. She needed her peers. And I, Absolutely. Look, I'm agreeing. The problem that I'm not agreeing with is where are people going to get $125 a week? That's what I don't Well, understand. how about this? Instead of That's working... That's what I'm concerned about. Instead of working... people since, that can't afford that. I mean, what... Instead it's of like they working, have no voice on this. Instead of working since March to create a system that happened the, this week that failed, how about working since March to go, hey, you know what? We're not going to be back in school. Let's figure out how to reallocate resources and set it up so that... Public-private partnerships. That's it. And you're a huge advocate of that, so we don't have to pay $125. Scholarships. Okay, so this is what I just want to make sure that I'm getting the correct information. It's called the YMCA Remote Learning Camp. It's starting August 24th. It's from 7.30 to 6. It serves students in grades 1 through 5. Uh, there's 30 students, meals provided by school nutrition, space requirement, gym, two classrooms for remote learning. $125 a week. Scholarships will be available for 25% and 50% tuition assistance. So In North Carolina, you should be paying the rest. Lee Bettis, Lee Bettis, Lee Bettis. <laughs> you ain't know me. You ain't even know me. So, so that is just the concern. And, you know, you got p parents who are working. They have no place for the kids. These are the options they're getting, but yet... They can't afford these options. So that's my concern. It's the whole plan. So, you know, um, I, in all fairness, you know, I always like to have others, um, and I like to get the facts. And so somebody had reached out to me, you know, late late before I could do anything about it to say, could we have Megan Doyle? Could we have D David Hale or somebody come I like on David Hale, and, and, and I like and, Megan. And speak, and speak to us about but it. Governor but Cooper's it was too constraining late. them. It was too late to, to bring them on. So, you know, in all fairness, I appreciate all the comments and comments we're making, but, um, you, you know, I try to get to the bottom of this. I still think these are unrealistic um, suggestions for a lot of people that don't have the funds to do that. And, you know, let just, me tell you something. It was unrealistic suggestion from Governor Cooper that says, Lee, Kelly, you've got a first grader. You have to you have to take the time out. Stop running your law firm and sit there and teach. It's not that's unrealistic. That's unrealistic. It's showing a lack of touch with uh, we're, we're not poor, but we're not rich. Right. We're just right there in the middle class going. But you want us. It takes two of us to run a law firm, three of us to run a law firm. Now we've got to stop and, and teach a, a six-year-old who doesn't want to be taught remotely. The government abdicated their role, and they're using this COVID as an excuse. So it's very practical. Diane is in the comment section with an interesting comment. I know. Denny's tractor's bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that Diane. <laughs> it's not the size, Lee. <laughs> Every guy Lord has tractor envy. <laughs> Always worried about it, even when it's not the case. But Diane says, exactly. My daughter went back to work as soon as the retail store opened. The $600 is not free. It could move you into a new tax bracket, and your refund will not be what you expected. So she went back to work. She can't afford daycare. She has a three-year-old and a first grader at Graham 
Barden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She and her husband both work retail and are counting on their managers to allow them flex time so they can homeschool. Oh, and, great. And it does. And so these are, these are the challenges and the issues that all of this has created. And again, you know, I think we all really felt that this was going to last about two weeks in March when all this came down and we figured, okay, shut down, we'll get everything. Well, to be fair, know. to be fair, I knew it was going to last a long time. And I know how I knew. I looked in my, I look in my, um, in my pantry, there's like 500 things of sardines. I bought out all the black beans that they had. I did 50 pounds of rice. So, I mean, I thought it was going to last a long time, but I don't think, you know, people in charge start, have to start thinking about, about this Mr. reasonably. Eating your rice. Yeah, Mr. So, so I have to so start thinking about this reasonably. I, I want to shout out to my friend Nancy because she's such a faithful watcher of the show, and I can't think of any more dedicated, engaged teacher than my good friend Nancy Puckett. Love um, teachers. She did an amazing job when she worked at St. Paul. She's gone on. She's been an assistant principal and, and the whole bit. She's now in Wisconsin, living in Wisconsin, and she said they're in Wisconsin. They're begging for high school or college students to monitor their children for pay, how scary is that? Oy vey. Because they need, you know, somebody, these people have to go to work. So again, here's the struggle that we're all, you know, um, we're having, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me. It's absolutely mind boggling to me. But again, you know, I don't like the picking and choosing. So daycare centers are open, but schools can't be open. I can't figure that out. Money. Liquor stores are open. Oh, hold on, liquor liquor money. stores <laughs> liquor stores are State open, money. and I would like to say thank you to the unsung heroes of this COVID. <laughs> Everybody down at the Craven County ABC, thank you for your service, guys. Thank you for your service. <laughs> so you know, nobody just, calls them heroes, but I, they are. You know, I just don't. I just don't get it. And maybe I'm never going to get it. And that's okay. You don't have to like what I have to say. Again, we talked about this earlier. We're just respect. Hey, by the way, by the way, we have a special caller on the phone. Do you want to switch gears to that that quickly? We have a citizen of Newburn on the phone. Okay. You mentioned citizens of Newburn. Good morning, caller. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I know know you've got a lot to say, citizen of Newburn. Tell everybody who you are. Uh, I'm Chris. Um, Chris Orman, I originally opened the Citizen of New Bern page. Um, all of you in there know who I am. Um, you guys asked me to call in and talk about the. Well, Chris, let me written. let me let me lead let me lead into this. The, you've got a strong advocate in a in a lady named Lisa Lee. This morning she called or she sent me the first message I had this morning, and I don't know what time she gets up, but it was before dark, before dawn, and she said they are always picking on Chris. And I read, I read the article about you were appointed to the Housing Authority Board. Let me, just give you, let me just give you a little background. When I was mayor of this town, I fired every last one of the people on that board. Back you when I was mayor of this you town. You did not fire I did. Them. I sent them all resignation letters, and at the last minute, we increased. And they sued increased, you. So and tell they me, I was there, And okay? this, is, this is what happened. <laughs> I fired them all the, because they were having banquets. They were, they were doing nothing. For 30 years, they were doing nothing but sucking off the teat of the Housing Authority money. I got mad. I fired every last one of them. They sued me the night be- they were going to lose that lawsuit. The night before, the night before that lawsuit was going to be decided, which they were going to lose, the board of aldermen agreed to increase the the number of people on that board from five to nine so that we could take control and and, and quash them. That's what happened. No, 
this is what happened. That's I'm, what I'm happened. Sorry. I was I'm sober then. With you, you were sober then. We went. I, I actually, I spent days. I went back to the 1939, the original uh, charter that was set up, and we had to walk back the the terms of office. Their five year terms of office. And what happened was throughout the 50, 60, 70 years, they couldn't add. So somebody would have a partial term and a new person would come in so they'd start the five-year term. They didn't fulfill the unexpired term. So it got so messed up. So by the time we got to it, the people, most of the five that were on there, their terms had expired. But so then we, were we able increased to, it to and we, we did increase it to nine. Right, we did do that. So we could let them sit there and think that they, and not ruffle feathers. Chris, you, the the ruffling here is that the housing authority then was as corrupt as Detroit, Michigan, or any place that no, that's no. no that's what the Peter Shandling, the interim director who had been to Detroit, Michigan, who had been to Indianapolis, Indiana, said this is as corrupt as Sorry, I've ever seen. Sorry, Chris, it. this you, you were the caller, and you, but, you but, got Lee on a but, roll. But now, <laughs> the the article was that you are allegedly a conservative, and it, you shouldn't be on the housing authority board. Did you see the article? Uh, yeah, I read the article. I mean, I've had. Uh, some texting conversation with Randy. I mean, it's a, yeah, I get it. It's a, it was a full left-sided slant, uh, personally attacking me, allowing those that are advocacy groups that don't know me personally. You ain't know him. Um, no, they don't. They, they know the page, which I very rarely even comment on anymore. I just actually do the interviews every election season, but most of the majority of the conversations and stuff that's posted on the page are done by other eight other people. But, uh, you know, I, I get that. I don't have no problem being the face of the page. I created it originally, and I take responsibility for it. But uh, to attack the housing authority and to not ask the questions, and the way that the article was presented was obviously, yeah, he recognized me as some kind of high-powered uh, right. conservative. So uh, in the you're area the Rush Limbaugh of Eastern North Carolina. Saying, please let the call uh, talk. But, you know, the things that concerned me were the community attacking the housing authority and then – the, what's led into this is some kind of letter was wrote by someone uh, just a few days ago saying, Chris is on the housing authority. Oh, my God. Uh, well, and then go on to say how important those communities are and how uh, people need to be paying attention to them and what we need to do in those communities. And that's fine. What he fails to ever question, and this shows you the left side of slant, is I've been on the board since January. No, I'm sorry. They're you were appointed. Now. I'm sorry. You were appointed in October. Your first meeting was November because I went back and pulled all the Ooh. notes. Okay, it's November. <laughs> uh, but my question is, is, is you know, I'm scratching my head thinking if if these people are really that concerned with what's happening inside the communities and they have their finger on what's going on, I've been in meetings since December of this year. Why now all of a sudden in January, uh, the July, are we popping up? Wait a minute, he's on the board. Well, I've been to all the meetings. I've been attending all the meetings. I've had my voice heard in the housing authority. I think we've done a lot of good things since I've been there, us as a board, not me, but us as a board. But if these people really have the pulse on the community, where have they been for eight months, nine months? Why are they just now popping up and saying, we care about that community? You care so much to understand who the leadership is? I've never seen them at a meeting. Politics. So I can tell it was a very left-sided slant uh, to personally attack me and a page because I have an ongoing battle with a member of the Board of Aldermen, which I've only met twice for maximum maybe three hours, and I've made it very public. I have no problem with people. I get along with people great. I can disagree with everybody. 
I mean, I've had my battles with you, Lee, and with no, uh, really, uh, <laughs> yeah, shocking. So the point is, is that it's not the people; it's your politics. That's what I'm after. I want to, I want to expose and be transparent about what you are doing in politics that shapes our community. I expect the same thing from me, you know. But Randy did ask me to before he put the article out. Yeah, he tech asking question that I don't Randy Foster as an editor of anything. So I, I refuse to answer the questions. I guess that upset him because he thinks he's a journalist. And, and I get it. But a big thing is, it goes right back to what you all were saying. People see me as what this page does, not knowing 99% of the stuff that's on that page isn't me to begin with. Secondly, is that they make judgment calls about me being on the board not knowing me. But they are so concerned with these communities None of them have been to the meetings. None of them knew that I've been on the board for nine months. Right. So to me, it's just it's just pure hypocrisy. Right. I mean, in the name calling, I can care less about the right. name calling. I've been called worse. Hold on, Sabrina's uh, got a comment. So, so Chris, okay. I just want to kind of follow up because, um, you know, again, in the spirit of transparency and and whatever. So, uh, yes, I was aware that you were appointed to the board. Um, the mayor let me know that because I am as the alderman of the first ward. Trent Court is in my ward, and um, as you know, I attend every meeting faithfully. For, I've been doing it for years. Um, I've got notes going back forever. I have really dedicated myself to being involved because it is important. It's an important community that needs better service than what I think it has received in the past. And so when the mayor um, told me that, I, I did not have an issue because I knew that you were the type of person that would ask the questions that nobody, and I mean nobody, was asking on that board. So therefore, when you got in there, um, and, and I want people to know this, if, if you could have seen what the maintenance issues were at the housing authority, we had people being paid a lot of money to be quote unquote in charge of maintenance that were eh, doing what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it and not properly maintaining these units. And these are people's lives. They live in them. They, they, they need the maintenance, you know, everything from toilets being backed up to, um, you know, bugs, everything else. So, you finally said, I want a copy of the maintenance records. And it put them into a tizzy to the point where the maintenance director basically put in uh, his retirement papers because realized that nobody was, they, you know, they'd been exposed and they were not going to put up with it anymore. And as the months have gone on, you have continued to ask the hard-hitting questions that are going to make this housing authority a better, safer place for the residents that live there. So, you know, regardless of what your politics are, Chris, I have no issue in the questions you've been asking, whatever. I was, I, something was shared with me to say that you are, you were attacking or being racist, and I'm going to use that word to the director, oh, the I've interim director. Well. And, You've been called a racist? Of course. Yeah. Because when you don't align with their thought particular process, not you become a racist. You, become you know, a racist. and but I then. want everybody to know that there was a meeting in July, and unfortunately, I tried to get a copy of that meeting. It was a Zoom meeting, and it wasn't 
recorded. I don't know if you know that or not, Chris, but that meeting was not recorded, so I couldn't get a copy of it. But in no way, shape, or form, I was present throughout the whole meeting did I feel you or anybody else attacked the interim director. What did happen, including me, because I asked a lot of questions, they were hard-hitting why are we not doing these questions? Why is this going on? Why are we spending this money? Why are we not spending this money? And these are questions that need to be asked on behalf of residents who need, who desperately need these places to live. Can I, so, can I just say one thing? Dane, uh, Mayor Outlaw and I haven't agreed on much, but the intestinal fortitude it took, and I know that it, I know that it took a toll on him to a to the, the guts and the courage it took to appoint Chris Orman to that board. I will commend you, Mayor Outlaw, and give you, because I've done the exact same thing, I'll commend you. And Chris, um, I don't know what's going on over there. I just, I just brought this up because Lisa Lee wanted, Lisa Lee wanted um, me to say something. And so, is there anything Lisa positive? Lee on your leash. Go, um, is there anything positive going on at the Housing Authority we should know about? Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, uh, when I came onto the board, and again, I'm not saying me as any anything, but these are things that I recognize. Just like uh, uh, Sabrina had just said, you can't find records. So, well, from the very beginning when I came on, I questioned how come our minutes aren't posted publicly on the websites and the Facebook pages? How come our agendas aren't posted prior to meetings? You know, and we got, well, we don't have control of this. We don't have control of that. Well, you, you do now. It's up there. We fought for that and got that on there. Uh, we've... Uh, I've been always saying that we need to go live with our meetings. We need to be able to have a way for people to participate in the meetings that can't make the meetings. Um, you know, it's a money factor. I get all kinds of excuses, but I haven't stopped. We're going to somehow, we're going to find a way. I'm going to continue to push that we do have that. Um, are, the minutes, are the minutes up to date on the website, Chris? I did not go. I have not been to the website prior to this last meeting, but I will tell you that I did check. Uh, and as far as I could remember, the meetings for June were already there all the way through the year. And okay. the agenda for the July meeting was there. Okay. Um, so people can go and actually see the questions, you know, that you're asking and responses or whatever. The minutes are kept by uh, one of the um, legal assistants or, um, uh, what do you call them? Illegal. Uh, they're kept by paralegal, you know, the, uh, paralegal from Warden Smith, so they're efficient, right. good minutes. Chris, let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you a question that you know, just a, a trans, you know, a tough question. Is is it time that the housing authority? Um, it's become outdated, outmoded. This is a this is a model that came in in what the 70s, 60s. <laughs> is it time in that the, the housing authority uh, just close its business? And let something like the Redevelopment Commission take over in, or in private in, industry or private or private industry. Is it is it time that we do that, or can this thing be fixed so that we can move forward? I don't know. In my hold on now, you're breaking up. Not there. Uh, okay. hold, hold on, hold on, Chris. You're coming in and out, man. Move your head back to whatever direction you were a minute ago. Now, keep talking. How about now? Yeah, there you go. about now. There yeah, you go. There you go. Okay. Verizon. Uh, in my opinion, and only my opinion, um, the last six to seven months, the Housing Authority, we've been doing a lot of cleanup stuff that hasn't been done. Allocating for security cameras, making sure that the resident maintenance stuff gets taken care of. There's been a lot of stuff that we've had to do on top of the new Carolina Avenue development and dealing with FEMA and what we're going to do and what we can do at Trent Court. 
my personal opinion is, is that if we can't find a way to work with the Redevelopment Commission, to purchase land, to continue to open up affordable housing inside the city of New Bern and aggressively go after that market to make sure that everybody who doesn't have a home can get a home uh, or a place to stay, then I would say it's time for uh, someone else to come in and do that job. Um, what I've seen through the battles over the last, you know, since I've been there since December, January, is we're, we're trying our best to clean up a lot of stuff and get back to a playing level. And that is taking the majority of our time to where we cannot focus down the road. So we're dealing with a lot of things right now, trying to figure out what we're going to do with Trent Court and what the government's going to let us do and how much they're going to let us do. Working still with the Carolina Avenue project, trying to get it off the ground. But in my personal opinion, if things don't start moving in a forward direction hard by looking at getting more affordable housing, working with other communities inside of New Bern to work with them so that people who are looking for homes, we just don't, okay, if we don't have a place for them, we should be moving them to over there to, to those people. Uh, and they sh we should be working with them vice versa. So Chris, the, that the is the main focus is getting people home. Great, great but, answer. Great, great answer. I wish you know what I'd like to have the, the whole board on here at some point <laughs> for a meeting. We're I, you, you don't know how much I you appreciate know I can do your that call. remotely, right? I can just send them a message and they can all be here. Well, right I, now. I, I, you don't know <laughs> how much it, it means a to quorum. me that you that you came on out of transparency. You and I have not always agreed with stuff, but what you just told me was a well-thought-out, well-reasoned answer. We have about two minutes left that uh, we normally like to say goodbye, but don't be a stranger, Chris. Um, so thank you very much for your call, and thank you for your service. And, and, and seriously, um, you know, from Randy Foster on down, anybody has any questions, happy to answer them for you. The, the minutes are the minutes. Um, if I have an issue with anybody on the board, believe me, and Chris will tell you, I will say it, and I will voice it. Um, so um, I'm, I'm just seeing... Good work right now. Good work, Chris. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. No problem. Have a great day. Thank you. So we are at 8.58, so we're ready to, to shut down. I want to... I don't want to. I want to I don't want to. I want to repeat my earlier statement. I'm begging everybody, please support our local... I don't want to stop today. Not just in downtown, throughout New Bern. If you don't want to do business with them, don't do it. Stay home. Stay safe. But let's quit tearing everybody down. It's uh, not necessary and not good for this special wonderful place we call home and you know i want to just i guess i want to stay in my bubble i don't know you know but anyway i hope what's that wrong with wanting to stay in our bubble nothing not a, not this but my bubble includes very small uh, some some great people you right. uh, my lovely kelly you know, major my friends i like my bubble and there when the world is going crazy out there let right. them go crazy this so is our little I want to remind everybody, paradise. dining in the streets downtown, streets will close They're not going to be cars now, driving through there, are they? <laughs> 5 o'clock tonight, dangerous. you know, they'll be dining in the streets. And uh, tonight and tomorrow night, so come on out and support them. Um, and, you know, let's, let, let's hug six feet apart. Eh. <laughs> I, I'm reading. Oh, we, it's 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's and no, I guess you yeah. got to go. The judge is going to be looking for There's you. some but, guy in uh, a black dress wants to be right, there. That's right. But I hope, I want to thank everybody. We've had a, we've had 50 comments today, so we've had a lot of comments. And Pop, I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I do too. And um, lots of good things going on. Thank you all for participating. Always good to talk Newburn with you. So everybody, Lee and I are going to see, see you on, on the, the sidewalks. Sidewalk. Have a great week. Even if you're wearing a mask. That's right. Or not. We're, we're or not. not. <laughs>